This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCute, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. In a recent survey conducted in January 2022, the majority of South Africans indicated that they save less than 15% of their salaries, while 35% indicated that they don't save at all. This means many South Africans will not be able to retire or else have to lower their standard of living considerably, as there will be no funds to rely on. This scenario usually paints a gloomy picture, as people have to work for longer or become dependent on their children. Discovery is hoping to change that mindset for future leaders of tomorrow, and I cannot shout loud enough how important this campaign is. Jennifer Aronson from Discovery has joined us today on the Good Things Guy podcast to chat about retirement and how Discovery hopes to help us. Well, welcome to the Good Things Guy show. It's incredible to have you here. I absolutely love the campaign. Um, could you perhaps tell some of our listeners a little bit more about the campaign, perhaps if they, have a, if they haven't seen it yet? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Brent. Um, thanks for inviting me today. Um, so if I, if I take you on a journey of, of, about how we um, uh, conceptualized this campaign, and it's been, it's been a couple of months in the making, actually. Um, and the insight came to us that you know, there's a lot of stats out there in the country about the state of savings in the South African environment, how well we are saving and how well we're comparing to the global, globally, um, right? And we know the stats are saying not comparing really well globally. We have one of the slowest savings rates in the world. Um, and, and I think that, that, that the insight that came to us is that what would, is that it's not always just affordability that you know that that stands in people's way of actually you know, saving for themselves, whatever the case may be, whether it's for retirement, whether it's for wealth creation. It's not always just affordability that stands in your way. If you if you look at the research that we've done, sometimes it's it's, it's around our behaviors and our ability to actually be committed to certain behaviors. Um, and, and over the long term, which we find incredibly hard. We find, in, find it incredibly hard to commit to things that are in the future, that are in the long term, because we discount the overall importance of, 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 of saving um, for your future wealth, for, for, for that, because you fight with your immediate needs immediately. I mean, there would always be that coffee is always going to be easier to, to buy. The spending, because you get the immediate gratification when that comes through. Um, so, so the campaign started out of, out of out of that sentiment, knowing that we are, uh, are pretty pretty bad at saving, but it's not always obvious. It's not always the affordability that stands in our way. It's actually more commitment and discipline that stands in our way. I mean, because we don't do it, um, we, we we found in reading through the research that. It's not just only impacting ourselves. It starts impacting everyone around us. It starts because if we don't save, we actually place the burden of supporting ourselves at a later stage on someone else. Because when you get to that later stage, it's too late. Then it becomes somebody else's responsibility um, to look after us. And then you think about it. So now if that person is helping you to, to, to meet your immediate needs and requirements, is that person saving for themselves? No, because now how are they? How, how would they get there? They need to support you. So now you have this vicious, 
this vicious cycle continuing amongst us where because we're not saving for ourselves, we are passing the burden on to the next generation and the next generation. And we're actually impacting our ability to create intergenerational wealth amongst ourselves. So we can never actually move forward. Um, so the campaign really tries to get people to realize that if you don't do it for yourself, you're not only impacting your own ability to retire or to have a, a, a healthier financial future, you're impacting two to three generations around you as well. So we really wanted to make a difference through uh, in the people's mindsets um, with this campaign. Look, um, I know just, just from my mom who's taught me that saving is important. So I've always put a little bit away for a rainy day, how important um, saving is uh, not just for retirement, but just saving in general. So you, you've got sort of money. Um, why would you say, and, and I know you've, you've spoken to the fact that it's important because you don't want to leave this legacy where your kids are looking after you. Um, why do you think perhaps that saving is, is so bad in South Africa? Um, there, 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 there are many reasons, I suppose. I mean, like the, your, your first, your one's first inclination is affordability. And then, that's definitely plays into it. So we can't make light of it. If you look at the inequality um, um, and, and, and stats like Gini coefficient and things like that, you can see, um, you know, there's a there's a wide, uh, it's, it's quite, un, un, the, the income distribution, the wealth distribution in South Africa is quite uneven. Um, so there's definitely affordability. There's a, a, your, your, your economic status, wealth, and all of that actually plays into it. I, I tend to think that it's, it runs a little bit deeper than that. I mean, you find that even people with 3,000 rand a month make ends meet. They get there. I don't know. Can you think about it? You don't know how. Because you think about your own circumstances. You can't buy groceries for 3,000 rand a month. But there are people who live on it. So for me, it's not as easy to just say, you know, it's affordability. Because you find such circumstances where people do make it happen. I think in the savings world, something we don't recognize enough is the impact of what I, I tend to refer to as mental role models. Um, and, we, and, and this happens in, all, in our lives everywhere. We, we look up towards, and, uh, towards something. We, we look for examples of where things have been done so that we can follow that. And I think our parents and how we grow up plays a big role in the way we behave and manifesting your behavior everywhere. So if you have been shaped into, if you grew up in an environment where you know or where you've seen examples of you know, the, the importance of saving and you, you, you've, it's, been in, you've, it's, it's, it's been embedded in the way of your thinking, you are naturally going to grow up um, thinking it's an important, valuing the importance of it, not looking for immediate gratification, but actually using your, you know, your, your, your long-term mind, your, the, the part of your mind that thinks about the future and invest in your future self. That's what you're typically inclined to actually migrate towards because you had a mental model. Somebody showed you. The reality, though, is in many South Africans' um, environments and in their houses, they don't have those mental role models. They do not have demonstrations of what does it look like and what does it feel like and how do I behave when I execute or show up in a financially responsible way. And that's not due to a lack of trying, right? That's, that's just the way things are. So... The, I think there's a big behavioral um, and underpin in, 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 in why people don't save for retirement. And it has a lot to do with no one before me has shown me this. 
No one, I haven't seen anyone in my current environment that has successfully retired, comfortably retired. So what chance and what's, what chance of success do I have if only 6% of people could do it? So what chance of success do I have? And I don't even have an example. So I like your, your, your analogy earlier of you grew up in a home like that. Your mom showed you. you were, your mental models, your role models were shaped. Hence, you have that focus. That's not the reality for most of us because most of us do not have those, those, those mental models, but also, um, you know, we don't have the, the, the commitment towards saving. Mm, it's so true. Um, and and it, I, as important as it is, I, I get that the inequality in South Africa does make it difficult. The fact that yeah. people don't earn um, large amounts of money, not everybody, uh, that you're able to even think about retirement when you're just sort of trying to get through today. But but Discovery is is doing something different, right? So you guys you guys are trying to inspire South Africans to save. You're trying to to get South Africans to be in this mindset and to create these role models for for the future leaders of tomorrow to do the same. What exactly is Discovery Invest doing um, to curb this problem and to help South Africans? So, so we, we've recognized quite, and, and, and I think it's, it's a lot of our products or how we solution or incentivize um, in, in, in our product lines is, is, is a lot to do or has a lot to do with where we've identified a behavioral um, issue that can be solved with incentivization. Um, so in, in the savings world, our belief is that most of the reason, most of the time, or um, there are significant behavioral hurdles in the way of people that prevents them from saving. And it is also like how you code it. Um, we talk about what you call hyperbolic discounting. And it's a very fancy word for saying you value the immediate and you discount what's in the future. You don't see it as important. You want to make that decision right now. You can experience that chocolate right now. You're going to buy it. You're going to eat it. You're going to get that gratification immediately versus saving 500 rand a month for your retirement and you see it 50 years from that from that so when you have those differences and, and and that happens a lot in the savings world where you have to give up the immediate for the future and that's not nice it's no it's not fun <laughs> nobody enjoys that we find that you can solve for those sort of um, um, gaps purely by through incentivization and there's there's a lot of research behavioral economics research out there about how uh, incentivization helps correct behavior to get people onto the right path. You need a little boost. You need a bit of an incentive to tell you why you need to give up that chocolate or that coffee right now. Um, there, there are other countries we, that, 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 that uh, if you look at uh, deep into behavioral economics research, you'll find that the studies have been done. The behavioral economists have gone into other third world countries. And, I, and I'm now thinking, searching my head for which specific study it was, but it was it was behavioral scientists went into this third world country. They did a case study with a bank um, and they launched a, a, a study into people who get incentivized to save versus people who don't get incentivized to save. And they tried to see through incentivization, can you get people on the right savings path? They dealt purely with, with low-income people, so they took a fort that that, 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 that that neutralizes the impact of, of affordability. They were all in the low-income threshold, and they, they, they actually researched or they did the study to see whether if you are incentivized, 
do you save? Does affordability still stand in your way versus non-incentivized? Do does affordability then you know not stand in your way? Um, and they found the study actually found that people with the same income level, low income level, the ones who were incentivized did manage to save, which tells you it's not always affordability. Um, and they actually, they want a better track to their boards, their retirement savings, and they stuck with that long-term savings plan. So it's that sort of thinking that we embedded so in, in, in our product line and we're saying to ourselves, yeah, but can we incentivize people? We know we, if we incentivize people, do we get them on the right savings path, display the right behaviors, like start as soon as possible, invest as much as possible, live healthy, because if you don't live healthy now, you can, uh, you can feel the impact of medical expenses at a later stage of your life. And when you need to use your savings money, make sure it's at a prudent level. So we've identified that those are the main behaviors that gets people on the right savings path. Now, you can't just say, so save, because you cannot just ignore affordability in the South African environment. So if you get people on the right savings behavior, they get committed. We wanted to make sure we give them the little boost they need to actually close the affordability gap. So when you invest with Discovery into retirement products, we would say we would recognize your behavior. So if you invested early, you're investing more, you are withdrawing responsibly, you are living healthy, we will give you an incentive or a, behavior, a behavioral boost to help you get onto your retirement trajectory. So, for example, if you had to invest, um, you know, a uh, hundred thousand rand with us, they just make an example, a hundred thousand rand with us, you saved with us for like a 25 year plus savings term. Um, there are other terms and conditions involved, such as which funds you invest in, but you will get a 20% boost on your, on your hundred thousand rand. So you'll get a 20,000 rand on top of that. Um, and again, T's and C's apply, but that's how simplistically how we incentivize people to give you the right to, to get onto the right um, savings trajectories. You do not need to tell me about incentives. I wait. I'm I'm a Discovery fan, and I wait every week for my game board. I'm I'm there, and I'm playing the game <laughs> it board. Works, it works, right? It works completely. <laughs> I hit my health go goals every single day so that I have those the game board. And because I've got, um, I mean, I'm I'm love Discovery as a company, and because I've got all the different products, I get more than one game board to play every week. So it's it's quite exciting. Um, if I need to ask, because I'm I'm sure there's going to be a listener that is that is listening to this conversation and going, but mm -hmm. I'm too old to to start now. Is that a reality? Is there a cutoff date? Or can can someone um, start saving and, and sort of and, and work towards retirement even at a later stage in their life? It, the, the, it's never too late. And I say that, um, that it, sounds, it sounds probably cliche to, to, to say that. But I think one realization that we all need to come to globally, actually, is that you, the way we thought about retirement back in the days, you get to 55 or 60, you retire, you have 20 years to live. Um, you know, if you, if you have a time, if you, if you think about retirement in that way, there's a cutoff there in terms of, you know, what you can still do to change your retirement tra uh, trajectory and whether you'll be reliant on the state. That thinking is a very old world model and our thinking needs to change to 
what, how am I going to, so not support myself, but what work will I be doing actually in retirement? What sort of professional life will I live in retirement? Because you're actually now moving from where we go from, you know, school, work, retirement, that model has been turned on its head because people are not living to 100 plus. So you, in your, in your work lifetime, in your work lifespan, you would probably never be able to accumulate enough money to live, to help support you for a 40-year retirement. If you think about it, your working career is probably, what, 20, 30 years. But in that time, you need to accumulate enough money to support you for, your, support you for a 30 to 40-year retirement. It actually is impossible. And you combine that with people are working for shorter periods, their careers. People enter the workforce at the later stage. Um, combined with that, they actually now want to exit at an earlier stage. So your what we call your savings accumulation period is shrinking globally. People work for shorter periods of time, but they live for longer periods of time in, 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 in retirement. So something's got to give. We have to change the way we think about retirement. Um, so it's not we're entering into a model where, yes, perhaps you re, uh, retire from formal corporate environments, formal work, but you'll probably never be able to retire completely. And we need to think about how do we support ourselves in that retirement period, both financially as well as mentally. Because can you imagine a period of 40 years of retirement and you do not have something to keep you mentally occupied, mentally going, mentally healthy. So retirement needs to be rethought completely. A hundred percent. We actually reported on a story in, in May about uh, a woman from Klaxdorp, Johanna Mazibuku, who is a, a, the oldest person in the world. And she's 128 years old. So if we're, I living, that, yes. if we, <laughs> if we're living longer, we need, to, we need to plan for those years. Um, and like you said, I, I love the fact that, that you're talking about not letting go completely. Like we have to keep our minds active. We have to plan for what we're going to be doing in, in those retirement years. I think that's important as well. I mean, I'm going through this now with my, my mom. My mom's retiring soon. She's retiring next year. She's 65. Worked for um, a hospital for her entire career. So it's like 40 years. But what's stressing her out most is everything is coming to a halt. It's coming to a standstill. And it's not, I mean, she's on a, she's, she's on the government pension fund. And I think through the pension fund, if you are on that, there is financial support. You're not really going to struggle financially. Her biggest issue is what am I going to do with me? What my life, it feels like her life is coming to a standstill. And she needs to rethink her way of her, her, her life completely. And it's five, six years ahead, or six months ahead of her. So this way of thinking of currently everything you've gone to retirement, it actually is a major traumatic life event when you get to retirement because you need to rethink your life completely. So I think it's in everyone's, everyone's advantage to almost rethink your life now. Think of your life in phases. I'm now in my working phase. I'm now in this phase. In retirement, I'm in a slowdown phase. But I still want to be me. I still want to be active in a person. 
because um, not it's not everybody's ideal to just play with their grandchildren, right? You're still a person. You're not just a grandmother or a grandfather in retirement. So you need to think about who are you going to be in retirement. So um, my advice to your mom is uh, is to hit her health goals every day, and she can play her game board once a week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's been a really fantastic chatting to you and i've loved the conversation i think it's vitally important that we change our financial literacy and that's as south africans even if you're earning a little bit of money that you put a little bit away every month to plan for that retirement i love the discovery on incentivizing us to do this if people want more information about some of your products where do they go? www.discovery.co.za. We have a landing page. We have a campaign page um, on, on our website. Um, we welcome to reach out to the website and read everything um, that you need to know about our products. Plus, actually, um, go and find out a little bit more about the campaign, the sentiment. You can see the videos, etc., on the website. And I implore you to go watch those videos. Um, not only are they informative, but they're actually quite cute as well. It's this little... 11 year old kid that's basically telling his folks how to how to spend their money so that they can spend it wisely it's a really cool campaign thank you so much for joining me today it's been really incredible chatting to you and i'm sure um we've shared a lot of vital information to our listeners thank you brendan thanks for inviting me that's it wishing you only good things and for more good things visit www.goodthingsguy.com okay love you bye <laughs>